Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Welcome to Military Network Radio. We are very glad you've joined us today. We are delighted to bring you a a tree, a duo rather, two Texans, although one is in Alaska right now, living in Alaska, Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie. They have, Kenneth has been with us before because he'd written two books about reintegration, one called Lessons Learned about, uh, I'm, excuse me, I'm mixing up the books, A Veteran's Road to College Success, and a second book, The Post-9-11 Student Veteran, where the focus was on reintegration and learning how to manage going from service into the college student educational environment. They have written a book together called Lessons Learned, a little book of big military ideas. And this one has a different slant to it. And we felt it was full of good information that you would really benefit from hearing. So I would like to introduce our two guests today, Kenneth Bracewell. Welcome, Kenneth. Thank you, Linda. It's nice to have you back again. And Michael Leslie, welcome to Military Network Radio for the first time. Linda, I'm delighted to be here. I am as well, and, and I love the two Texans. I didn't actually realize Kenneth was a Texan uh, because we had our introduction with him in Alaska. So I should know that two Texans talking on the radio show, I probably should have pulled my Marine co-host in here with me, but I didn't. So we will manage without, and I am very pleased to talk about this book because i looked at the write-ups and the reviews, and I haven't had the benefit of reading it, so I put that right up front. But this book feels different to me. It feels as though this is written from the viewpoint of a little bit of time has elapsed since you've returned. And you've taken a look backward with a lot, uh, a greater philosophy of what else can we share that will help our fellow veterans. Because very specifically, you are helping with college education and success in relationships after coming back from service. And this book sounds like it has many more ideas that also bear on the emotional impact of coming back, as well as the logistics of entering back into civilian life. Would that be accurate to say? Michael, I'll direct that at you. Okay. That will be very, very accurate. Um, Our take on this book is all during our military careers, we've all heard these little bitty mantras or lessons learned, like Mm -hmm. one shot, one kill, or um, be all you can be. And what we've done is we've taken each one of these and we've explored it in a chapter in an easy-to-read format. Perfect. Because I think sometimes sound, I mean, we are a world of sound bites. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are. And so if you make it easy to absorb, it helps. I should also have said that um, Kenneth was a U.S. Army infantry veteran who fought in Iraq, and Michael's a U.S. Army and Navy veteran. I don't know more about you, so tell me how the Army-Navy. Were you a medic, or did you just enlist in both? What did you do? Well, um, I'm a veteran of the U.S. Army. The uh, Mm -hmm. Texas National Guard, the U.S. Army Reserves, and the U.S. Navy Reserves. Okay. 
that explains it. Terrific. All right. So as you look back on this book and took your talking points and, and um, expanded upon them, what discoveries did you make on an overall basis? I'm just curious. Go ahead, Michael. All right. Well, first off, I'll start with my working relationship with Kenneth. Okay. okay? Perfect. Good start. I'm a few years older than Kenneth, um, and I got out in 2009, but he's my mentor. He is 28 years old, and I am learning a great many things from him. And there is a great symbiotic relationship here, mm-hmm. which feeds back into the dynamic of veterans helping veterans. Right. We're all about veteran empowerment. Now explain that, because that is a word that gets used a great deal. Okay. Veteran empowerment, my definition, is veterans who have been out in the civilian sector, perhaps they are a CEO of a corporation or they are part of a nonprofit board. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, they extend a hand upward to assist the veterans who are just coming out of the military because – it's a it is an emotional journey and it can be very very traumatic you know mm-hmm. you have um you have some veterans who they get out and then they wake up the first morning they're a civilian and they think oh my god what do i do now right and it takes it takes understanding it takes empowering them to see that There is a world of opportunities beyond military service. So as you look at this, is it your presumption when you started to write this that the majority are are having difficulty transitioning or it's a minority? I'm just curious because I think that we hear the stories about those who are having difficulties and oftentimes we don't hear about those who have done it very successfully. But I do know that most who have done it successfully that I'm aware of, that have spoken to and are friends with, they had help, just like what you're talking about, mentorship, symbiotic relationships, knowledge and wisdom shared. So you're expanding upon the service ideal while in the military and translating it over to the civilian sector. Is that fair? Exactly. Okay. Kenneth, as you looked at this book following your college career, your high success as you worked through writing your books and coming through your transition, although with, you know, kick setbacks and some difficulties and challenges that you met very ably, as you put this book together, what was your goal in terms of having this one be different? Um, that's a good question. Um, and what I, what I really wanted it to cover, I call it the four E's. There's employment, education, entrepreneurship, and empowerment. Okay. And it goes over all of those. Just like Michael had said, focused on veteran empowerment. Mm-hmm. And we include um, those four E's in there, which are very well-needed areas. They absolutely are. And there are so many people who focus on only one of those things. So what I like is that you have included really 
all four pathways that are are possible after well, I guess we could add retirement, but that doesn't mean you don't go on to be an entrepreneur. But you are really looking at the areas where people can transition to following service. And one of the striking things that I notice when talking to nearly every veteran is that they all want to continue to serve and to help their fellow veterans. Michael, would you like to address that? Well, one of the best areas employment for veterans to seek employment is in the nonprofit sector in the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is booming. You know, I mean, you have to understand people who have been in the military or who have served in paramedics or who are doctors or who are firemen or police. They're not, they're not really geared toward, I want to make a huge profit. What's more important to them, and this is just from talking to several people, is quality of life. And they derive that quality of life from, as you just said, helping other people. And I absolutely agree with that. Um, I, I agree with the premise that success means something different to people. And it can mean many things. But what you're talking about is significance and being significant as well as successful in helping others to continue on their service and adding significance is also very important to most veterans. As you look at the uh, emotional journey, because that seems to me to be the, the biggest difference in the book, is that this book is really calling upon looking back and seeing the emotional milestones that were met as each step came along. Kenneth, I'm going to go back to you. As you went through your college journey and you shared your story the last time, there, that was an emotional journey, each step of the way. And so I imagine as you have become more prolific in this writing and have traveled this road longer, you were also able to find great meaning and significance in the emotional milestones as you came along this way. Can you explain some of those? Yes. Uh, You mean when I was writing or after writing? Yes and yes. Okay. Um, Yes. uh, I shared my, you know, all the struggles of unemployed, uh, being turned down for a lot of things, um, really not seeing a path. Um, so I created my own path and um, of trials and tribulations, really, and mm-hmm. I learned from it, and I learned by failing mm-hmm. first, and um, that really helped me because it's a great opportunity to learn what you can fix and do it better next time, and that was real. That was one real important thing, and then and then after, like, my two books, the, the education books, are, those are just, those are factors in what I do as a, you know, as a service-disabled veteran-owned business. Mm-hmm. And those are two factors that are, go with it, but it's not the whole piece. No, I would agree with you. We're not defined by our labels at all. And I think that that's something you have avoided in your writing very successfully. Well, thank you. 
You're absolutely welcome. I We're going to go on a break in a short period of time, so I'm not going to start and ask you a big question that I'll have to cut you off on. So we are here today with both Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie on Military Network Radio, and we are talking about the four E's that are included in their Lessons Learned, a little book of big military ideas, and the transition to employment, education, entrepreneurship, and especially empowerment for veterans. After the break, I would love to be talking about, so I'm going to give you guys a little heads up, about the things that you learn and the power of failing and what you can learn from that. So with a a short break coming ahead of us, thank you very much for listening. And we're going to be coming back with Michael and Kenneth after just a few minutes. You're listening to Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Everybody, everybody. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Many of us look forward to the holidays all year long. It is such a magnificent opportunity to get together with family and friends and decorate and give gifts and eat the most delicious food. But numerous people dread the holidays. As far as their weight, health, and exercise are concerned, they know they'll have so much temptation and chances to derail their healthy lifestyle. Many just resolve themselves into thinking that gaining weight over the holidays is a fact and there is no way to avoid it. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to embrace the holidays. Have a plan before you go to any dinner, party, or event and decide what you're going to eat and stick with it. Yes, there will be temptation, but you can overcome it. Stay with the plan and reap the benefits. You can contact us at fitnessminute at annettehammond.com. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're here with Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie talking about transition and their new book called Lessons Learned, a little book of big military ideas. Gentlemen, I know that life is never a smooth, straight line, and, and as we all know, but I want to talk about the concept and how you learned because we don't always win. 
And there's a wonderful book by John Maxwell, and everyone who listens knows that I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell. And the book is called Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. And I think often we learn the greatest lessons at the time of hardest adversity and challenge. And I would love it if you could find a couple examples in each of your services. Michael, we'll start with you. That talk about you you reached out, you tried. It didn't quite work out the way you thought it did, but it led you to the next step. Any examples come to mind? Well, you know, there's that old rock and roll song that says, you can't always get, always what, you get what you want, <laughs> but often you'll find you'll get what you need. There you go. And um, like, for instance, one of my I, I have benefited from having a whole lot of military mentors. Okay. And a lot of my mentors were officers. They were senior NCOs. They were my peers. But a lot of them were lower enlisted. And it's this this knack that I have for learning from everybody, which has enabled me. Um, there was a day when might when we were getting ready to go to the field and our the sergeant first class in our section was out with a toothache and okay. the assistant NCO, you know, he wasn't going to the field and he didn't care about us getting ready to go to the field. And our Lieutenant, looked at all of us and said, what are we going to do? And I went to the back of our office. I got our keys and I talked to my two fellow soldiers. I said, look, guys, today's the day to put the personal aside. Let's be professional and let's make this happen for Sergeant Jackson. All right. Mm. And you have to understand our vehicles were deadlined. We had no way to get to the field. So I had to go I had to talk to our S3 command sergeant major about getting space on his Hemet, which is a huge rig, to take all of our supplies. Mm -hmm. Then I had to make coordinations to get everybody in my section a ride. And I made all that happen. You know, I stepped up. And it was me stepping up on that day that my NCOIC put me in front of the NCO board. Lesson learned there is to say, step up and do your part. Would you say that that is really inbred into the culture of the military as a whole? Yes and no. Okay. okay? When, you, when I went through basic training, I was given a lot of great principles. You know, um, I was taught improvise, adapt, overcome. You mm -hmm. know, failure is not an option. Uh, I took that and then I backed that up with my Texas values, which I learned from my father and my mother and my family, and I charged forward. Now, you have some people who go in the military and their entire concept is what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. And these are the people who they may succeed in the short term, but in the long term, they get nowhere fast. You know, I am really impressed that you said that on air and made it real because that is absolutely what happens. It's it's across the civilian realm, but it's it's in every realm. And I think it's very important that we acknowledge that some people are more 
team-centric uh, than others are. Um, there are two definitions of the military mentality. There is that very rigid, I'm in a box, I'm not going to do anything that's going to get me in trouble, I just want to get promoted, I just want to do this, and it's rigid. But the the one that you're talking about and the one that most of the people we have on, all of the people we have on the air here, are people who embrace the fact that they are solutions-oriented, team-oriented. They put themselves at the, the back of the line. You know, what is it? Officers eat last. You know, that, that type of concept. And that's important. But it is also important that we talk about the real thing. Now, I want to ask a follow-on question, and then Kenneth will come back to you. When... You look at the people who succeed after transition. Are those that are the uh, initiators the ones that transition better, or are they the ones that have more struggle with the civilian reintegration? Okay. That's an easy question to answer, and that's a hard question to answer. So I'm going to give you the easy answer first. All right. All right. When every person transitions out of the military, it is their responsibility and it is their mission to go out, find the information, network, make things happen. Okay? Uh So, therefore, it is the people who can think outside the box, who can see opportunity when everybody is worried about failure or success, who Uh succeed. They don't sit back and, and... and make their success and allow others to make their success happen. They're like Kenneth, okay? Kenneth is an initiator. Kenneth is a go-getter. And I am doing my best to paddle my side of our boat as fast as I can. Now, for the hard answer. The hard answer is is that there's not one standard for everybody. Everybody's different. You have have some people who they're like, like Kenneth and they're like me. You know, they they have their ups, they have their downs, but when they're when when fate, reality or what have you knocks them down, they get themselves back up and they keep on going. Unfortunately, there are some times when you have some individuals who just keep getting beat down for every time they try to get back up. That's reality. It is reality, and in all fairness to everyone, there are some mitigating circumstances sometimes that can make that a harder or easier challenge to overcome. So I I agree with you on that. I was just curious about what your perspective was on that. Kenneth, when you come back to lessons learned, could you give an example or two away from the educational environment, but perhaps more along with your beginning to write and that kind of thing or any other topic you'd like to pick up where you learned hard lessons from the challenges and the adversity. Yes, I'd be glad to, Linda. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. It goes back to when I first started my my LLC. Okay. Which I have it in the process, you know, for, you know, service-disabled veteran-owned business. Yes. And, well, it is one, but VA certification is a very long process. It takes time, I know. Yes. And so at first I was only thinking about, this was back in, you know, this was a while ago. Mm, Okay. You know, I'm, Mm. I was thinking about just what I could do. To help others, and um, 
not focus on other areas. So what I started doing slowly, instead of just focusing on one task, I, I started um, getting support from executives, veteran-owned businesses, like strategic partners that support me mm -hmm. and I support them. And these are, you know, entrepreneurs, veteran entrepreneurs, um, mm -hmm. military transition, um, you know, subject matter experts that have that as their, that that's what they do, helping military veterans transition well. Mm -hmm. in the employment field so and building a strong network of of other veterans who do things differently which goes back to the four e's mm -hmm. and you know we all work together and help each other out and we're not alone because uh, being alone is the it's the worst uh way and it's good to have some kind of support a support channel of relationships and colleagues who, are like, who have like minds. You know, it, it's interesting you bring up support because I think some people um, tend to believe I can do this myself, I know the best way, and I'm going to just go pursue it. I think a little maturity comes along, and you realize that by working with others, you're not uh, giving only a part of yourself. You're actually additive. And it becomes something that drives energy and creativity and opportunity because one is too small a number to really get anything terrific, great, or magnificent done. But when you do pair and network with others, you are now building something that's stronger and bigger. Why do you think that many veterans have such a difficult time with networking? Um, I, my, my thinking on that would be... Mm -hmm. Um, lack of understanding how to do it properly. Okay. Uh, and, you know, they may also just be thinking what's in it for me, too. That could be another thing. Um, because there's there's um, a right way and a wrong way to do it. And, you know, you have to be very strategic when you're doing it. And care Absolutely. Careful, what? too, because you want to, you don't want to... You don't want to, um, you know, make the other individuals or personnel, um, you don't want to make them feel that you're not trying to help them or you're, on, they're, you're only reaching out to them for what you do and what you want and not for what they want. Michael? Okay. I'm going to tap back on what he just said. That's part of it. Um, another part of it? is that you have some people who are very prideful and it can be difficult for them to ask for assistance. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but the thing about it is, is that if anybody is going to assist another, a veteran, it's going to be another veteran. Take for instance, our project. It's, it is a collaboration. Which is always stronger. Uh, it, it really does make it more creative stronger words, stronger, powerful experiences. I bet you 
worked off each other's energy many, many times, which makes a big difference. I, I absolutely agree with you because I think that too many – it maybe isn't even pride. It's just reticence. But we will talk more about this after a very short break, and I'm, I'm delighted that you're all being so real today. Thank you so much. You're listening to Military Network Radio with Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie, and we will be right back after this short break. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips to advice and hard lessons learned these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you your business and others so join us for paying it forward with josephine Girasi, wednesday mornings at 10 a.m 9 a.m central on doginet.com wondered how some American cities got their names? Unalaska, Alaska is a city that didn't want to be part of Alaska. By the way, did you know more people walk to work in Alaska than any other state? Apparently those folks don't have frigolabile. That's being easily affected by the cold. There are a lot of strange names for real places in our country. I wonder what happened to cause such names as Mistake Peak, Arizona, and Mistaken Creek, Kentucky. Chicago comes from the Algonquin word meaning onion place. Here are a few towns I might feel a little kinspeckled to call home. Embarrassed, Minnesota, Cheesequake, New Jersey, Ding Dong, Texas, and Suckerville, Maine. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Will do. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're continuing our discussion with Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie. I would like to direct the next question over to Michael because I noted in his bio that he was a fellow with the Mission Continues, which is a phenomenal nonprofit, along with Team Rubicon, my two favorites, that really offer opportunity, camaraderie, challenge, and a, a purpose to returning veterans who may not know exactly what they want to do when they get back. As you're probably aware, both Jake Wood and Eric Greitens, Jake of Team Rubicon and Eric of The Mission Continues, were on uh, Colbert the week before Thanksgiving. Did you happen to see that, either of you? Unfortunately, I missed it. Well, you can find it just by uh, doing an Internet search, and it was phenomenal. The reason I ask about it is maybe you could discuss just a bit, Michael, how your fellowship worked with the Mission Continues and how it led you to your next step. Well, 
Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Moses Maddox, who was my mentor with The Mission Continues. Okay. Um, The Mission Continues is is an awesome nonprofit organization. And to be honest with you, they brought me home. Okay. Want to explain that further? Sure. Um, It's it's an emotional – whenever I was in Houston in my blue T-shirt – and I was there among 500 veterans, and we were all there with one mindset, one purpose. We all came home emotionally. We regained our sense of mission. In one weekend in Houston, Texas, we descended on an elementary school. We painted the school. We planted trees. We, we painted every, every office, every building. We painted hopscotches for the kids to play on. You know, and it's this matter of giving and receiving this this mission and this sense of joy. Um, my fellowship was with the American Red Cross. I benefited from working with Mr. Wade Waldron, another great mentor. Mm-hmm. And between Wade and Moses, they enabled me to channel my skill set to accomplish different things, you know, and – I cannot say enough good things about the mission continues. They enabled me to refocus myself, get re-energized. It's kind of like working with Kenneth. You know, you talked about our synergy, how we feed back forth off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the mission continues is the same way. The mission continues is composed of dedicated teams of veterans who go out in their communities and do different service projects. Um, all I can say is go big blue. If you get a chance to do a fellowship with the mission continues, don't think, jump, because it is where you're going to land is going to be a much better place. Exactly. And I would also do the same exact shout out for Team Rubicon, because it, again, brings together the veterans, the work, the purpose, helping other people, pouring value into others, and learning so much yourself. So I, I think it is a, an excellent transition tool for those who are really uncertain of where they want to go. I know, too, that there uh, we're coming back to that emotional journey part. Without a sense of purpose... There do tend to be higher levels of anxiety, um, isolation, uh, even depression, and going on to possibly even taking one's own life. All of us know too many people who have fallen into that category. Everyone knows the stats. They're too high. We don't need to go over them again. But it is... Again, the reason why your book is important because it offers people different opportunities and real-life examples of where you can go, here's what we learned, and don't make my mistake, go make your own fresh mistakes. And I, again, come back to mistakes are often where we learn the most. So, Kenneth, as you go back and you moved from education into entrepreneurship, what were some of the things that you found um, helped you along the way? I'm going to guess ahead of time, and this may spur your answer a little differently, that it was among the mentors and the network that you built that helped guide you. Is that correct? You're absolutely right, Linda. That's, can you um, share a little bit about that? Yes, I can. Um, when I first started last year um, with my 
business mindsets and entrepreneurship, I reached out to um, an individual who had over 25 years experience in the business world and Mm -hmm. very, very successful person and also veteran, former Mm -hmm. special forces in the army and author too. um, um, And, you know, I I just started a relationship and it led into um, also a friendship and mentorship, continued mentorship. um, And it was very, it was very good. And it did a lot of great things, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm certain. I'm just curious from both of you. I'm I'm awfully curious this show, aren't I? I feel like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, But one of the things that I find that is so interesting is that once a veteran understands how to network and the great joy – in pulling back on the synergy and their fellow battle buddies, etc., is that they do begin to thrive. And that builds the energy. Did you immediately or later, uh, Kenneth, I'll keep with you at the moment, go to mentoring others? Or did you find yourself just offering help to others as you were talking to them, as your networking prowess grew? I did both, yes. Okay. I did both, and I used um, LinkedIn a lot for that, too, because it has a a strong military and veteran audience there that uses that really well on networking Mm -hmm. and being able to contact, and it's great because, you know, it leads into phone conversations and then face-to-face meetings, then, um, you know, a good relationship and, you know, also having that support channel you know, have support, that strong networking skill. It, it does. And, and I think a lot of veterans don't understand the power of LinkedIn. No. And it's offered, the, the, uh, the paid model is offered free to veterans um, to help assist in networking. And yeah. I think one of the most important things to learn is how to write a good uh, LinkedIn profile. And there's so many resources that can help with that. Um, but it is important. I, I once heard the word, uh, this phrase said about LinkedIn profile, make your LinkedIn profile sing, yeah. um, which was simply a matter of make it compelling. Um, you know, reach out and put those keywords in that will draw other veterans to you. Because as you learn on LinkedIn, when you type into that top box on the search box, there's some amazingly powerful connections it will do if you've been wise in writing your profile to include those keywords. And it is an amazing tool that that many uh, need to use a, a little more. So, Michael, a totally different slant here. What was the hardest part about writing this book? Well, Uh-oh, he's thinking. <laughs> the hardest part about writing this book was going back over experiences that I had, you know, where um, sometimes I did not agree with my chain of command, you know, and uh, I triumphed in that I worked my way through those situations, you know, but you, as you go back down those corridors, we'll call it, 
you know, you 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 dredge up old hard feelings and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I worked through was pushing all that aside because I did not want to just sit here and write a book and just vent, which would be very, very productive. You mm-hmm. know, um, I, I, even the people who in the military I had difficulty with or I didn't agree with, you know, I, um, I learned from, you know, one individual taught me a great saying of don't get lost in the sauce. You know, mm-hmm. you have to stay focused. Um, you have to drive yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was writing this book, you know, I tried to keep it light, humorous and pull from pull from my own background so that when others read it, they wouldn't just, you know, read um, someone, you know, just venting and what have you, you know, but someone that actually wanted to help people. You know, you make a very good point, but there is some value to, quote, dredging up the old hard feelings. When we talked to uh, Dr. Harry Croft on another radio program, he likened going back and being introspective about things like that to when you go to empty out a closet and to organize it, it's messy. You have to take everything out. So things get messier in the time that you're doing things, but in order to put the closet back together right, you do have to go over those things. So I'm going to guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you actually benefited from that exercise. Okay. In the book, I have a concept called a backpack full of emotional rocks. Okay. And what I do is very, very simple. Okay. Yes, I will examine things that happened in the past, but I don't let them continue to dictate who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'll look at one, then I'll throw the I'll throw this emotional rock away, you know, because you have to reflect upon things in order to succeed, you know. Mm-hmm. And as you yes, you review them, okay, but I'm not going to be mad today about something that happened ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, because if you do that, then you're going to find yourself blowing up at people who did nothing to you at the most inopportune time. Very true. So, so was it a catharsis of sorts? It was very cathartic. <laughs> I, I imagine that it was because you did almost your own self-analysis. So well done with the – I like the visual of the backpack with the rocks because we don't want to be dragging that behind us. That doesn't do us a whole lot of good. So holding that image um, – We are going to go on another short break. I apologize that we keep breaking up these good thoughts, but we'll come back with some new ones. And to sum up what we just talked about, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, and you often learn the most from those times of challenge in your life. You're listening to Military Network Radio with Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie. I'm Linda Crater, and we will be right back in a few minutes after a short break. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages.
often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. And we are continuing our discussion with Kenneth Bracewell and Michael Leslie about their new book calling Lessons Learned, a little book of big military ideas. I would like to talk about veteran employment because we know that that is a grand way to get purpose back in your life, money flowing and family stability, all sorts of things come along with a job, a title, a purpose and getting up each day ready to do something of value. And I I want to ask you both, as I know parts of this are in your book, that talking about veteran employment and from both the employer side and the employee side. So, uh, Michael, let's start with you. What would you want to guide a veteran who's looking for employment to look for? Okay. First, any opportunity that a veteran gets to learn a new skill set or to learn how to talk to people or to get in front of a corporation – and put themselves out there, they need to go for it. They need to step up because the world does not come to you. You have to step up and meet the world. Um, For corporations, veterans have a unique skill set. Veterans are trained to achieve. Veterans are trained to think, not in terms of dollars and cents, but in overcoming adversity and making everything happen from the crawl, walk, and run phase. Mm -hmm. Veterans are dynamic. 
Um, and when you get a bunch of veterans together, there's absolutely no problem that we cannot solve. You're right. It's the improvise, adapt, and overcome. There's a huge amount of creativity and innovation in cool. veterans' thinking. And I, I think that that is sometimes underappreciated by employers who may really not understand what someone went through. But the interesting part is that they don't actually need to. They just need to recognize and value what is there. But on the part of the employee, I think it's very important that you mentioned being open to opportunity. Kenneth, as you looked at, um, I know you've talked to hundreds, perhaps thousands of veterans since your first two books and now with this one, What do you find that those who are not making that transition well, what is the biggest thing holding them back? And this is a subjective answer. I'm sure it would be different for every vet that we asked. But in your opinion, what are some of the things that hold them back the most? I think I'd say it'd be time. And what do you mean by time? um, There's so much things going on. Um. And I would say that, you know, a lot of times there just isn't enough time in a day to cover something. And family work-life balance, would I think, would be also, that's, that's the thing about time, that I would see it the most more than anything else. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going to challenge you on that because we're all given the same amount of time every yep. single day. And you can't buy it, borrow it. Steal it, hoard it, etc. So, would you say that it is the prioritization of that time that perhaps holds people back because they aren't prioritizing the things that would get them to move forward? Yes, lack of time management skills. Time management. Okay, that's a key word, though. That's That's a very key word because we're all given the same amount of time. So, that comes back, Michael, to what you were talking about that. People need to take the initiative and to be strategic and, and use what – I love what you used when you said your Texas values. But being an initiator of networking, responsibility, and opportunity. So how else would you add to that to perhaps give people a little nudge to move in the right direction if they're maybe not feeling that they can? Okay. When I worked with the American Red Cross – which is another phenomenal organization. Another one, of my, one, another one of my great mentors, Katie Bramer, told me this. She said, Mike, you got to pick your lanes. You have to pick what are your top three priorities, and then you have to channel yourself toward that. It's like Kenneth said. you got to manage your time. You have to manage your resources, but you have to stay focused because at the end of the day, it is you and yourself who determine your success or your failure. You know, very true, but I think people have a difficult time with time management. I think there is such a propensity towards, uh, I'll call them squirrel, squirrel, you know, where people Mm -hmm. go off on bunny trails all the time instead Mm -hmm. of staying focused. And focusing on the next goal, is that any different than focusing on a mission? Well, Veterans are taught in the military to have short-term and long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And often you'll have one or two short-term goals, which will lead you to a long-term goal. So again, 
it comes back to focus. Interesting point, because I, I agree with you. I just think sometimes people who are not quite all that they want to be at that moment in time may not have the ability to focus, which is where I think the peer mentors come in and tapping back into that network. So would it be fair, Kenneth, I'll direct this to you, would it be fair to say that the greatest success comes from knowing inside, doing that introspection and evaluation, finding your priorities, time management being a very important part of that, and then staying focused? All those go together? Drive? What what would you like to add on to that I agree and I'm thinking still Linda then I'll let Michael go because I can see him itching he wants to talk yes okay one great thing about Kenneth that I really admire and the same thing that you have with Wade Waldron Katie Bramer and Moses Maddox and something that I have I, I actually kind of picked it up from them is drive You have to drive your train. You have to, you have to manage yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. Okay. You have to decide what drives you. What is your passion? If you want to succeed in anything that you do, personal or professional, always, always, always follow your passion. And there is absolutely no limit you cannot achieve. Well, we'll go back to Ken's first book. His why, if you will, was his family and his daughter. And so you bring it down to what is your priority? Why do you get up each morning to do what you try to do? And if your why is strong enough, that helps your drive, your motivation, even your self-esteem. Kenneth, talk to me about that. Yes, I agree. The self-esteem is very important. Being confident in everything you do and have a good mindset, setting goals also. You have to write them, have them written down and and stay with them. Develop new ones also once you reach old ones. Isn't that the truth? Um, those who focus on the goals don't continue and, and achieve them and stop aren't really focusing on personal growth. So, you know, most people I know that are creative and innovative and driven are constantly looking for new things to learn and new growth for themselves. So I'll ask it of both of you. You've now written this book. It's already a success. And I I know that it has really been fun to do it together and as a collaborative effort. What are your next goals? Michael, start to you. Book two. Book three. <laughs> uh, do you have topics for these books yet? Um, we are presently discussing, and we are presently working it out. Uh, one thing to understand, you know, is that Kenneth and I are actually two very, very different people, mm-hmm. and we have different projects that we're currently working on besides the ones we work on together. So it's it, it comes back to once again us managing our time and managing our energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kenneth? Yes, thank you. Your next goals. Oh, yes. My, my new, one of my new goals I'm working on is I'll be, starting in 2016, I'll be able to deliver my books out to 
several thousands of veterans and giving them away at no charge to colleges, student veteran chapters, uh, the Central Texas College down in Fort Hood, Colleen, mm -hmm. and also VA hospitals and the VA systems. I've had a, that's one of my new goals for 2016. Well, that's fantastic because if you can talk to people before they leave the hospital or if, before they leave the service or just after they've left the service, you are doing a great leap for them because they're not going to be lost. I, I think one of the most admirable things that I keep seeing our veterans are truly reaching back and putting a hand out for other veterans. Uh, Michael, I'm going to go back to you with your one statement that I, I really do love. And it was when you do not learn from your adversity and your challenges, that's the only time you lose. Otherwise, even if you don't win, you make it through the adversity and you learn. So would you like to add any more to the wisdom of taking the chances, taking the opportunities, and and living with the possibility of failure? Because what could you do if you knew you could not fail? When you go into a job interview and you don't get the job, you walk out and there is the disappointment that you didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. But what I invite veterans to do is take a few moments, push past disappointment, figure out, okay, what was it that I did or I didn't do, which cost me that job? Um, a journey is composed of many steps. Sometimes you step in a pothole. You just got to pull your foot out and keep right on walking. You know, well put, because I think what we've discussed on this program, and I urge everyone to take a copy of their book on Amazon, Lessons Learned, a little book of big military ideas, is that you have strategic partners and your fellow veterans. You know how to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Learn how to network, accept guidance, and Always look inside after you have had an experience and learn from it. Don't be afraid to take a look at where you are. Take your priorities. Stay focused. Pick your lanes. All good advice, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Military Network Radio, and we will catch up with you next week. Linda. Thank you for listening. Linda. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com. And in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your